Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome to the next second episode of our podcast, One True Deen. Um, today's topic is a bit controversial, we just had a good discussion, this was a bit longer than last week's discussion, yeah. how'd you feel about it? Um, there were a lot of things that went into this discussion too, you know, this topic can like venture off into different uh, subcategories, so you know, it's a lot of things that go into it, but I feel like, you know, we got the most of it out of the way, you know what I mean, the most important parts. Yeah, we just talk about our experiences and then we try to give advice that's like general that can apply to like all kinds of like uh, mm-hmm. people, like, you know, students in this day and age. And this this point was, uh, this topic was very controversial too because there's a lot of methods of learning and a lot of parents have different experiences and different preferences for the way they want their children learning. So mm-hmm. we kind of broke this down into what we believe is the best is method. Optimal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we also broke it down into the fact that with each uh, option that you choose, they all have their pros and cons. Um, but yeah, it was a good conversation, alhamdulillah, man. Alhamdulillah, yeah. Um, I, pre- I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as we did, you know. Thank yeah. you for tuning in with us as yeah. usual. Till next time. Assalamu alaikum. All right, cool. <laughs> now we're done. So today's topic, education. Education. Education um, in the or more specifically going to school as a muslim yeah so mm-hmm. before we even get into this um i think it's important that we talk about the the different methods of schooling because it's like a pretty controversial topic too there's islamic schooling islamic school uh public school and homeschool right, right. and then there's also different aspects of education there's um the social aspect, which is very big for us. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the academic um, aspect, which I feel like is impacted by the social aspect a lot. That's true. I agree with you. Also, I feel like there's a lot of politics in school that's really affecting students. Uh, it's not like how it used to be where you could just academically uh, teach somebody, teach a student straightforward. There's always politics involved and there's always opinion involved. Mm-hmm. Even you was there, bro. Like, remember you were telling us when you went to school, um, when it was, I think, this semester, one of your professors was like very political. Oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, he's and, very political. He has an agenda. No doubt about it. Yeah. What? Okay, so you said that there were differences between how school was back then and how it is now. Like, what what differences are we looking at specifically? Like the social aspect or the political aspect? So I think, I think first off we should get through with the academic aspect, right? Yeah. So academically, I feel like students are very impacted going to public school mm-hmm. because of all the social pressure. Because right. we were I, when I was in school, I couldn't concentrate on. Um, my studies because there was so much social pressure around me yeah and then i also feel like there's this there's this idea that if you're if your kid goes to public school uh goes to homeschool i'm sorry he's gonna be in this bubble 
uh, nah, a, you yeah, know, yeah, out yeah, of reality. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I disagree with that completely. Yeah, I used to think that too, that, oh, if you go to homeschool, you're, you'll end up coming out like a weirdo that I can't speak to, like people and all that. Uh, well, that's just a myth, I think. My bad. Uh, one other thing about homeschooling too is like in the age, day and age we live now too, because mm-hmm. you notice that like a lot of those kids that do attend uh, homeschooling, they also do uh, the HIFS program uh, side by side. So, you know, you're, you're in that constant, uh, you're in like a bubble with other kids that are in the same uh, field as you you know because they're both uh, attending school and they're both uh didn't getting their quranic studies out of the way too you know what i mean yeah so like in that aspect like there's ways to make up for it you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's things you can implement like that's a really good way i heard in some like uh statistics someone was telling me that like uh children that are homeschooled mm-hmm. end up doing better than like an average person that goes to public school that's yeah also something. and another thing is with uh high school that environment is nothing like the real world environment you know how a lot of parents say that my student i want him to go to high school because i want him to get used to the real world as soon as we got out of high school high school is a very unnatural environment right no it's it's, nothing like the real world i i prefer to get a job or to volunteer or something like that you'd kind of be more uh, open to real world situations rather than being in high school so do you Mm -hmm. think by having a job like during high school is is a is a is a better way then to expose that person like more? I definitely think it's a better way. What do you guys think? Oh, in what aspect? Like exposing well, how the he's saying the high school real. isn't natural, right? So then he says yeah. that then exposing your children to like a job would be so, better than for him well, socially yeah, yeah. while do, in high school. I do I do agree with that statement because those those type of things it teaches them responsibility. Now, like in high school, I can easily say there were probably only like one or two classes out of the whole four years I went to that I actually somewhat benefited from, you know what yeah. I mean? Man, I'll never forget what my teacher told me like in senior year of high school. He says that students that have a job and work and like do high school at the same time end up having better grades because they know how to manage their time. They finally like mm-hmm. see time as like units rather than just, you know what I mean? Just mindlessly like- You know, it's actually a really good- the thing that you just brought up right now that time management isn't really taught in high school you know what i mean it's more like something that you kind of learn on your sale on your own because you know you see the athletes at school right back in high school they had to balance going to school going to practice and getting all their homework done at the same time and the same thing in college too but at the same time that kind of comes at a cost because you know that whole stereotype of uh athletes being dumb they don't know what they're doing in class academically not that's not the case for every uh student of course but more uh, more times than often not um you you catch the athletes like having people do their homework for them and they admit to it too you know what i mean yep that's very true um also a lot of the students that succeed in high school or elementary school nowadays uh their their learning opportunity it's not just limited to being in school right their parents are on them all the time about them it it requires additional um additional techniques and stuff for the student to really succeed in school because in school alone there's too many distractions you can't you can't succeed in school alone no Dude, you can't i'll but, be on i'll go ahead i'll go ahead i'll be honest though i feel like if someone only has school going for them right and mm-hmm. they're not doing like sports or some kind of like extracurricular on the outside it impacts you you end up doing worse in school i think because you just learn to get lazy um, that's how, that's how I feel. That's how it was with me for a little bit. No, I, I understand. I understand your viewpoint, 
But at the same time, like, school in itself is something that a lot of people just focus on solely, you know what I mean? Because then when you have, like, five other things you're worrying about, you're trying to, uh, like, be at a good level at, it kind of does come at a cost, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you're going to lack in one thing, and then, you know, it's... You get what I'm saying? It's going to be hard to kind of balance those all, those things out. Because then you're going to, like, for example, an athlete. They want to be good at their athletics, but they also... But it kind of comes at a cost at, like, you know, their academics. Why do you think the GPA is so low, you know? And then it's not hard to get a... It's not... I'm not saying you got to have this super high GPA, but I'm just saying, like, they have the... They lower it every year just for those athletes to meet those requirements. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't get you... Now I relate to, because you know why, even Islamically, man, if I'm behind in school, I'll be honest, I'm not thinking about Islam as much. I'm just thinking, I'm going to do the bare minimum on the prayer. I'm just going to try getting it done and just mm-hmm. like catch up on school. Because especially in college, bro, if you miss like one assignment or like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like a snowball effect. Then you have to like constantly catch up and worry about your other classes while also worrying about what's coming up. Yep. That's man, it's, that's, and that's funny you mentioned the Islamic method of learning too. I mean, there's the Islamic style because the Islamic traditional methods of learning are actually proven to be statistically more effective than the newer progressive methods of learning. And like by those methods, I mean like direct um, instruction, teaching the student one on one and mm-hmm. just telling, uh, teaching them to distinguish between right or wrong rather than having the student think for themselves nowadays without giving them knowledge to to base that, you know, base that those thoughts off of um what do you mean by islamic like style education? like tra- so like islamic style traditional so islamic learning follows traditional methods right traditional yeah. methods are like um direct instruction when you're instructing the student one-on-one uh rather than um just full class instruction or having the student think for themselves mm-hmm. um don't you what, think? Don't you think that somebody could argue against that though, where they say, "Oh, you're not giving the student like in a bit. You're not giving them that chance to actually think for themselves," because like it kind of correlates to the real world, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, thinking I mean? well, thinking for yourself is good if it's based off off knowledge that an instructor gives you. Yeah, but yeah, na- in nowadays age, the reason why I say that, like group projects and think like letting it's, the students it's like think, the opposite, it right? becomes yeah, it's the opposite because in, rather than the student ending up learning something they end up getting distracted and it just affects the behavioral aspect of school that's true dude when i was in school i didn't see like when we did uh group projects everybody was talking oh yeah no, no, nobody that, that was doing their yeah, work nobody there, there was no it would, it would probably be like the day the the day of that everybody actually sits down and be like okay we got to finish this yeah, you like know me I mean? tomorrow <laughs> Something you shouldn't have said. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, no, no, I like, He's okay. saying build a foundation first. Build like the basics of foundation, and then later on in your life you can start. Well, yeah, I uh, guess, right? Of course. But uh, one other thing, one other important aspect too is like, okay, say these young Muslims transitioning into high school, you know, because middle school to high school is a big transition. I'm pretty sure for everybody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? For especially for me, because then you're surrounded by like older kids. Like I remember being a freshman. And then it was kind of like a little daunting because I'm like, okay, there's not many like Muslims around, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, there's that. And then like on top of that, like the, my freshman year, I what do you call it? those friends that I had from middle school, they kind of separated into their own groups. Then you're kind of left like, okay, I don't want to be left out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what what can you what advice can you give to somebody like that, especially a young Muslim? I was the only Muslim in my school. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one thing. Too. So was I. And that's why i'm very hesitant about public school 
like for the future because it's not very natural for especially for people like us to be in public school yeah and it wastes a lot of time mm -hmm. you know what i mean messes right, with your should. priorities too yeah it definitely right, messes with your priorities i think i think homeschooling is good with mm -hmm. the balance yeah, um of course public schooling is good too but the main priority is teaching the kid bef the dean before they even go into school that yeah, way no true. matter what environment they're exposed to whether it be high school homeschool just the public in general they have that um that knowledge you know to follow yeah, they have the because if you go into school in high into high school without somebody teaching you how how to maneuver and how to deal with certain people you're gonna get lost there's gonna be a lot of people influencing each other especially with the media nowadays the media is mm -hmm. good at influencing young adolescents right yeah so, oh absolutely so the, those adolescents that follow those uh trends the best they're gonna have the biggest social impact on students dude if i had my priorities straight like in ninth grade I would have been in such a better place right now. Like that's mm -hmm. that's so true about one, wasting one, time. Man, one other thing too is like the time era that we went to high school. Because I started high school what 2015. I was a freshman. It's the people that are be becoming freshmen that are going into freshman year now. It's two completely different eras. You know what I mean? We're we went to school at a completely different time when there were like certain things that were that were okay to say and okay to do. Now, if you try to do it now. Mm -hmm. You are going to be, you're, you know, um, it's, it's bad. You know what I mean? And that's why I, I say, too, it's it's good to have uh, knowledge of the dean and learn how to maneuver through mm -hmm. high school. Because although high school's always changing, the environment's always changing, we're always going to have that foundation of Islam to follow to keep right. us on the straight path. Right, right, no right. matter what, no, exactly. no matter what environment you're in, even nowadays with more exposure to like the LGBT community yeah. and stuff, and that's a whole different topic. That's a yeah, very yeah. controversial topic very too. Controversial but topic um, it's very true that that that, that community is getting bigger, and if we mm -hmm. don't have that foundation yeah. to follow and that guidance, our youth are going to get lost with you know within yeah, all yeah, these with social the, pressures. So, man, I'm so glad I taught my brother like. Not everything, but like most of what he needs to know. So when they do expose him to this garbage, he already knows. Like, hey, I just I need to filter out. This is just complete. Like one one other important <clears throat> one other important thing too is that you know when you're in the environment of high school, like it all kind of like I mentioned before, um, fitting in, like having some sort of societal group to fit in with, and then on top of that, you see. You see, uh, you know, having uh, relationships is normalized. You know what I mean um and it's like it's you, at the back of your head you know it's wrong though right but at the same time uh like you see it all around you and you think to yourself like okay it's you know what well, what am i really doing like it's not that big of a deal what's the worst that can what happen I mean? what's the worst that could happen you know these are thoughts that do happen so what 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 would you recommend to somebody like what would you recommend to a young muslim brother or sister who is like you know going through uh high school and then they kind of because all this stuff is normalized, you know what I mean. What what advice can you give to somebody like that? Uh, some that, break that down a little bit more. So basically, you know how uh, when we went to uh, high school, doing drugs, having girlfriends, boyfriends—that stuff's all normalized. You know what I mean? Like it's all around you. You know, yeah. you kind of looked at, at to an extent, you're kind of looked at as an outcast if you don't, not necessarily do that stuff, but if you think that stuff is weird, you know what I mean. So what what would you specifically like? What if you could go back in time, like how you are right now, 
and give your uh, younger self advice, what would that advice be when it comes to these kind of uh, like uh, pressures throughout high school? So when you're that young, I think that you just can't give yourself advice without having a role model around, right? Yes. We, I think, I think the most important thing is not for me, but for the future generations is to yeah, be their role model. model. If you have a little brother or sister or, or anybody and they don't have any guidance, they are going to get influenced by this yeah. newer generation. It's so yeah. so easy to get influenced because, like you were saying, all of that stuff is now. Um, drinking smoking it's all normalized and it's not only is it's normalized it's prioritized right so i think having a good role model and if if you didn't have a good role model growing up then you know you have to be a good role model to your kids or anybody any any young you know any younger person who yeah they try to look up to uh, no, I kind of uh, I remember last podcast you said too is like your environment really does influence uh, how you become. You know, you are who you hang, you who you surround yourself with, right? So in this case, like if you surround, the thing is like it kind of goes back to um, you know how you want to be a part of like a you want to be a part of a group or something like that, especially in high school. Like even though you could try to tell yourself that like oh I don't want to be a part of any type of group, I don't want to fall into that subconsciously you want to feel some yeah. sort of acceptance that's the truth you know what i mean yeah like uh only be by yourself for like so whether long. Like, like i think i mentioned this last time too whether that be the way you dress yeah. the way you act or like just some yeah. you want to you want to feel that acceptance you, you want to feel included you want to feel included you want people to recognize you and be like you know he's a part of this or she's a part of that you know what i mean okay so let me ask you this i think we can all answer this the same yes when we graduated high school, we did not keep in touch with most of our high school no, friends, right? Okay. No, not at so, all. you know how you were yeah. saying it's it was hard for us in high school to find those social groups to be around? Yeah, yeah. Where did we go after high school? Where did well, we get our social it's, groups, right? It's, it's yeah. crazy you we, say that because like You um, guys, yeah. But like yeah, this but our our group our uh, group of friends right here, you know, us us uh, six of them, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Um like I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of like, especially in high school, because I wanted, I kind of took a back seat on you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really. I wanted to focus more on like, oh, because these are the people that I see every day. You know, in high school. You know what I mean? So like, I, I honestly prioritized my uh, friendship relationship with them more, and I always thought that I was gonna always be like this. You know what I mean? But then like out of high school every one of these people i have not seen them in about three years yeah. you know and i graduated back in 2019 okay so i was saying though that's that's very true but for somebody who doesn't have like the friend group that we had alhamdulillah we're blessed man we got yes, each other but there are pe- a lot of people out there who don't where where would you have gone because you was there i know you developed this uh, relationship a lot after high school where yeah. did you go to get your friend make your friend group the masjid, the masjid bro Right. So so even in high school, I'd recommend if you don't even if you don't have a friend group there, um, go to the masjid when you're in high school. Use that time after school. Go go pray at Maghrib. Try to make friends, socialize. That should be your socializing time. School socializing in school is nowadays is useless. Useless. Nobody talks about education, academics. It's all um, through the phones it's all it's all through the phones everybody's on their phone and yeah. not only that but nobody talks about things that actually matter you should go to the masjid have you know meaningful discussions yeah. with people that you can actually connect with and people that believe in the same thing that you believe in 
Um, get close with your local imam, man. If you do that, then the friends will follow, you know? Yeah, like man. Most imam, no, I would, yeah, most imams, man, they, they would love that, you know what I mean? Just to, for a young person, just go to them, talk to them. You don't even have to talk religious in the beginning. Just talk about life, all that. And eventually, gradually, man, you could develop like a good relationship with like people in the masjid. That's very and true. That's the masjid's the, the masjid is always open, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like... That's the beautiful thing about Islam is that even if you have social anxiety, if you go to the masjid and you pray and people see you praying on a daily basis, they're going to approach you and they're going to start talking to you, wanting to be friends with you, wanting to get to know you. So it's right. not very hard to um, have a social life if you go to the masjid, you know, whereas at school, we're considered a minority. Nobody's going to come up to us. It was our job at school to impress people if we wanted to be like recognized, recognized right? Get the inferior, inferiority complex. Exactly. Sure. They don't have that inferiority complex at masjids. Everybody's equal. Everybody's right? equal, yeah. It's a much easier approaching, like us, like yeah. It's much easier approaching a member at the masjid than it would be at a, a random person in school, you know. Well, I mean, at the same, yeah, yeah, that's too. And we're already kind of looked at as a marginalized community to begin with, because yeah. you know, when you go to school, like these people, like they'll, uh, like a lot of the people that kind of joke around, they're yeah. like, oh, Allah Akbar, and then they mm -hmm. make a bombing sound, you know, and then they'll take it as a joke, and then. You try to tell them, oh, that's offensive, and be like, oh, you're being soft. You know, it's like certain things you don't cross the boundary of a uh, religion. You know what I mean? And then uh, on top of that, there's certain uh, aspects that like you guys won't be able to get along with, and you guys won't have eye to eye conversation with just because, like, the time we went to school, like a lot of these, a lot of the people I went to school with, they really didn't know like an inch of Islam. You know what I mean? They always consider it as like this barbaric religion. Like I remember, I had a friend. Uh, I remember I had a person ask me, I was like, "If you eat this piece of bacon, are you gonna go to hell?" Like, you know, what kind of questions yeah, are you I asking know, me? You Those know questions what I mean? are so annoying, especially Ramadan time, man. Oh my God, it'll be like, dang, I bet you wish you could have this sandwich right now. This water is tasting yeah, good. Yeah, no, see, see, that's the thing. Like, they'll never be able to uh, relate to you. They'll never be uh, be in that same uh, conversation space. And they always ask, like, really, like, dumb questions. Like, what you were saying, like, if you, what happens if you, if I, if you eat bacon? Well, what do you think is yeah, going to happen yeah. if I eat bacon? You think I'm going to just, like, melt and turn to dust? No, obviously, use your common sense. <laughs> I'm just sinning, but, like, yeah, um, that stuff always irritated me. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, with with Muslims though, we are very open about our religion. If somebody asks us, we do um, we do want their answers to uh, their questions to, their be answered, questions to be answered. But then it has to be sincere, you know. Mm -hmm. And in high school, it was never sincere. Nobody sincerely yeah. asked me about my religion. It was always jokes in a joking way. And it if you give a serious a answer, then they're just quiet and just walk away. Well, mm -hmm. one other thing we gotta uh, keep in our mind too is that. Um, like I said, a lot of people don't have knowledge of the religion and they consider us as like, look at how the media portrays Muslims, you know, in all different aspects, you know, especially through 9-11, um, you know, they, they look at Afghanistan, they're like, oh, Taliban, this, you know, ISIS, you know, they say things like that. And then they kind of associate, you know, regular Muslims living in America with that. And like I said, we don't have the most positive uh, media portrayal either. Yeah, we, we it's like we didn't even do anything to influence our reputation yet. Right. And before we're even in high school, our reputation's already bad. We have a job to fix our reputation before even entering school mm -hmm. because yeah. of because of how the media portrayed us. Yeah, that's exactly. horrible. Why why should we have to go to school and feel victimized for something we didn't even do? 
exactly. And Muslims in the United States still go through this, bro. We still go through this on a daily basis. I mean, I think there was like a, I think I saw on Instagram, like some uh, Muslim girl got her hijab pulled, you know what I mean? That's still be happening. That's still, that's still like a really common thing. And then you thing is like, you see stuff like that happening, um, across like uh, across the world looking at uh, india for example too they're not letting muslim uh, hijabi women go to school you know what i mean how ridiculous yeah. that sound just because why because of their veil you know so imagine like how hard it must be for like a. I mean you know as men it's not we don't have to wear that you know what i mean but as a muslim woman going to school yeah. like how you're, you're right. that's a whole different uh, ball game you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's funny because last podcast your phone was going off it's like bro silence your phone you just ruined the whole <laughs> focus uh, you were talking weird. about hijabis and like how they're how they can't get schooling in india yeah. and we we never experienced that the hijab thing alone so we were as men or as young young men we didn't have to worry about wearing hijab or going into school imagine the social pressure of that Yes. Compared, to, we already felt so, socially yeah. pressured going into high school. Imagine yeah, yeah. that feeling, and it, it, and most of the time, especially in a private school like I went to, the hijabi is going to be alone. There's not going to be anybody there. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, yeah. In the be beginning, like, one, yeah. one important thing too uh, we got to know is we are from Stockton, right? It's a very diverse community here, right? So at least the good thing is like when you go to uh, like the schools I went to and stuff, there's like a lot of other minorities too who make up the majority of the school, you know. Imagine you're a Muslim and you live in like, and you go to like an all-white school. You're like the only Muslim there, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, ex- you're, that, pers- that Muslim, that young Muslim's experience is going to be completely different than mine because even though... I'm going to a more diverse uh, environment yeah. where they're more accepting, you know, not all the time, but they're more accepting. Whereas that other, whereas the other end of the spectrum, they're going to have a completely different experience. Not always negative, but a completely different uh, experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that goes back to my point too, is that as diverse as we are here, mm-hmm. other places are not going to be so diverse, no. but this doesn't just imply to the U S this implies to every country around the yeah, globe yeah. is that if you have that foundation of just that moral compass that Islam teaches us about drugs, about zina anything right yeah if you have that before if you have a role model that can teach you that before you get into high school mm-hmm. you're gonna be fine no matter yeah. where you go it may be harder but alhamdulillah that's the beautiful thing is that if we have that uh, that foundation about teaching us right and wrong yeah. um yeah. we're gonna be okay no matter yeah. what and i mm-hmm. i think we had that to even like to even to an extent like at the back of our head at least the back of my head i knew even if i was doing wrong like i knew it was wrong i had that um i had that in the back of my head you know what i mean that Mm. and then obviously you feel guilt afterwards you know and that's a good feeling that's that's what you want you don't Mm. want to feel nothing after you sin that's what that's what i'm saying and i've seen that happen to a lot of kids in high school muslim muslim kids you know they become uh, desensitized to what they're doing and then it kind of because at the same time they see it in the houses you know you know you go back to our houses obviously muslim household there's um there's that clash because you know on the outside you go back to school and it's all normalized you know what i mean whether it be zina drugs or whatever you know what i mean but you go back home it's you know obviously we're from conservative backgrounds they're not gonna like any of that 
So there's always that constant clash, you know, about who who do I need a uh, who where where do I go? Identical you know? crisis. Right? Yeah, it's a, somewhat like, like that, that. You know what I mean? And that's where like uh, one important thing is too is like the parents, like the household, these kids, what they live in. They need to. They need to know what's going on within yeah. their kids' lives. They need to be involved. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. And that's what I mean. A role model. We need that. Mm-hmm. We don't have yeah. enough role models here. We have too many youth growing up here without any role models, yes. any people to look up to. And on top of that, sadly nowadays a lot of parents just don't take their kids to the masjid. So even if the parents don't teach them, the masjid doesn't have the opportunity to teach it's them either. Either, yeah. They can't make friends at the masjid because yeah. you know, their parents are too busy with life. You have to make time for your make kids. A routine, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and then we were talking about this uh, in the last last podcast where if you don't make that time for your kids, and you, I think you mentioned this point, Shayan, mm-hmm. um, if you don't make that time and once your kids are a certain age, you start wondering, oh, where did I go wrong? And that's when you want to start changing your kids. And that's when oh, it's too you late. Can, you when that. they are in high school, it's too late to change your kids. You, you have so? to. I think, I think no, so. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You have to put that knowledge in them before, before, him, before yeah, high at school. A young age. Because, I mean, it's always, you can always change. But the thing is, you're going to get socially influenced if you go into high school without knowledge. And then... After your parents find out you've been exposed, they'll try to change you, which they can, but you've already been exposed, right? Yeah. Why Why not, rather than waiting for your kid to get exposed to like alcohol or Zina or any of this, why not teach them before getting them into school? Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, I have think, like a talk with them or something like that. I think that's a really beneficial um, uh, beneficial talk to have with especially kids that are, you know, transitioning from middle to high school or even before that too if we're being honest because nowadays like you could be in third grade yeah, they'll be saying grade, they'll be saying where's your boyfriend yeah. at? where's your girlfriend Dang. like what yeah, <laughs> like you're eight like you know for god's sake you're eight years old worried mm-hmm. about having a girlfriend <laughs> you're not gonna be learning by islam like at a public school so then yeah. it's up to the parents to make a routine for their child to learn like islam and all that a yeah. routine is very important and it creates that balance mm-hmm. that you okay. need in life. Uh, that balance between deen, between real world experience, which goes back to getting a job, volunteering. Yeah. Um, just also, overall balance, you know. Muslims also, like in public school, the Muslims I do that are there, like a the very few of them, they need to learn to like stick together. You know what I mean? I always like, like from what I've heard, like the Muslims that go to some high schools here and there, a lot of them are like like separate. They're in their, like in separate groups from each other and all that. That's a really bad sign because then you're alone. You know what I mean? But if you have someone with you, it'll be easier. Sadly, though, in this day and age, even the the Muslim youth, they're so corrupt that when they form these groups, they corrupt each other even more. Oh, so it's no difference in so, having. It's no difference, and that's why I say that socially, you shouldn't be worried about making friends in high school. You should be worried about making that those those uh relationships in the masjid, yeah, in your local masjid. Sense, yeah. I think it's yeah. very true. Yeah, no, now you're yeah, that's hundred percent right. Because I've personally seen people that are like so unnatural, bro. High yeah. school is just different. Once you get out of high school, you just realize that high school was so toxic for us. It was so, yeah. it was so emotionally draining for us, and then. You, you kind of step into the real world and you realize, man, this is nothing like high school. No, okay, so not. what about college? How, does, how do you think college differs from high school? College has in, college in, is pretty bad, too. You think so? I think college is pretty it's bad, better. too. I think it's a little but better. But college is better in the sense that most people that go to college, they go to get their 
priorities straight. Don't get me wrong though, there's still those like party crazy colleges and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But by that, by the age of college, you shouldn't be worried about being influenced because you're an adult at that point. Yeah. You should be able to make your own decisions. You should have conscious. Yeah. You should yeah. there's no way that in high school you should be getting influenced. And if and if you are you can't always blame the person that is because sometimes they just weren't raised with somebody to teach them. But that's why I say that we need to implement that into the youth early so that when they're going into middle school, high school, college, no matter the rest of their life, they know it. They can pass it on. For me personally, though, I think college for me was way better than high school. I faced way less peer pressure in college than in high school because you're way more independent in college. It's, e- it's even easier to pray in college, I would say, too, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Yep, and that's the good thing is that that they're supporting a lot of the Muslim things in colleges, like prayer rooms. Like now yeah. they made a wudu room for for UOP a couple UOP years back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at my at my uh, college too, they have a foot wash station, and you know, there's like a good amount of Muslims on campus. You know, every day. And teachers catch. too, man. They're way more understanding. Like for for most teachers, if you tell them I have to go pray, they will do it within a heartbeat. Like they'll say, Yeah, go ahead. And yeah, even for yeah. Jumma too, like a lot of them aren't as str- for me personally. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's different for others, but for yeah, me yeah. personally, they're a lot more uh, lenient. Lenient when it comes towards, to yeah. Alhamdulillah, man. That's that's the good thing about college too. Is their college in general is going to be way more lenient. They're not focused on trying to be like the number one dude, and you know, like in high school, cool guy. Yeah, they're not. They're not focused on that. People in college are usually focused on their priorities, and yeah. even if there are those those that are not focused on their priorities, you're an adult at that point. You don't have to worry about other people. You have to worry about your own priorities. Yeah. So it's at that point, it's just about what you get yourself into. It's not necessarily about social pressure because that shouldn't even have to exist for you at that age. No, at that point, like you're conscious enough to make your own decisions. So if anything, like um you can't really blame anybody you can't blame oh i was pressured into doing this like no you're you're an adult at this point like who's gonna pressure you you know what i mean who's gonna what influence you know what what's gonna influence you to make the decisions that you make you're an adult you know well, what i mean okay i think because we don't actually live in college so yeah, i think for us it's different but you gotta think now true. what if someone lives in college now that might change the entire situation that entirely because we don't live in college game, so yeah. for us it's different we just go do a class and it's come it's you know what i mean it's way easier than yeah than we just school. go go in and uh, we just get in and get out do exactly our work. now for us for somebody living in college who's living on campus that's a whole different mm-hmm. that's a whole yeah, ball game because now you don't got family to run to you don't, you're on your own you're on yeah. your own especially if you're somebody who's coming from out of the state or something like that oh, yeah man. that's a whole different experience mm-hmm. I would say in that case, since colleges are generally bigger than high school, you got to find you got to find a religious people first mm-hmm. and just make thing, a, like a coalition even, with them as fast yeah, as I possible. Mean, but even with that, too, like say you're out of state or something like that, um, it shouldn't really and it shouldn't be too different than how it is. Like if you were still um, like surrounded by your people within your city, because like, you know, nowadays we got phones and stuff like you could become connected to those uh, other yeah, Muslim yeah, brothers yeah. and stuff. There's uh, like, uh, alhamdulillah, you know, throughout our states, like, you know, there's a local, you could find a local masjid anywhere yeah, at this point in almost yeah. every city. And a lot of colleges, they do have their own organizations where there are mm-hmm. other Muslim students, you know, in those MSAs organizations. Yeah, but yep. you got to remember, not all MSAs are the same. You know, some MSAs, mashallah, are really good, mm-hmm. but there are some MSAs out there, man. 
Yep. <laughs> you know? And that's why it ties back to going to the masjid, man. Yeah. Even yeah. if you are full time in, in college, that's fine. You can still go to the masjid. Even if you live in a dorm yeah. in college, why can't you go to the masjid? You can go. Absolutely. So it's there's always a solution. Management. It's just mm. a matter of what are you, you make to make of it. A decision, yeah. yeah. Are you willing to make that decision? Yeah. Yeah. It all, because at this point, um, you're, you can make, you could think for yourself and you can make your own decisions. You know, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're aware of, Whatever decision you make, what effect it's going to have on you long term or short term. Like for the youth, we're not really worried about um, them being exposed to the real world because eventually the real world is going to be inevitable for us. We're going to be exposed to that. What we should be focused on is exposing them to the dean, bro. Because a lot of these people who say like oh my my kid's going to be in a bubble if i if i put him in if i don't homeschool. if i put him in homeschool yeah. you know he's not going to be ex- he's not going to be exposed to the real world we're not we don't have to worry about that because if you're living here in america you're going to be exposed to the real world if you go to yeah, the grocery store you know it's I mean? inevitable yeah. so why are we focused more on how our kids are going to interact socially with around the real world rather than focused on oh, implementing dean. the dean in, and morality into them because that's what people are losing they're not losing that social aspect they're losing morality dean. they're losing yeah. dean they're losing all that stuff you know so we have to and then once you engrave that into them you don't have to worry about anything else all of that is going to bounce off because you yeah. have you have that engraved in you and it's going to all fall into place because yeah. you know now that their foundation is set you know they mm-hmm. could think that oh wait this goes against what i was taught you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not even like a it's not even like you're indoctrinating them you know how some people make that argument that oh like you're indoctrinating your brain these kids. you're brainwashing these the kids. kids from a young age mm-hmm. but at the same time regardless um it is a matter. It is a matter whether um, they're. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you brainwash them or not. They're gonna. They're gonna get brainwashed everyone somehow, brainwashed some way. Some, you know. Yeah, so why not brainwash them into doing this? You know, into no, going through. <laughs> yeah, I give you the same. Note. <laughs> it's, like, not, you, it's, you not, it's not. It's not brainwashing, bro. Yeah, You're yeah. just implementing the the religion and the morality into them before right, right. they become exposed to it and regret it for themselves. Because yeah. that's, that's what happened to a lot of kids our age and maybe even us. You know. Yeah. True. So, I mean, this is a whole other topic, but yeah, the idea of brainwashing children, like, if you don't yeah. teach them religion, you're, then who's, what's going to end up then, brainwashing well, the media? No, so regardless, I mean, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, like regardless, they're going to get influenced by something, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? So why not uh, influence them towards the way of... And it says, right, as a parent, it's it's the yeah. right to, you know, influence yeah. the children which way they want them to go. Eventually, well, when they're older, know, then it's their decision. Well, you know, as, a, as young kids, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, of course. But as a parent, if you're more worried about like, oh, my kid, I don't want him to be in this bubble or something like that, your priorities are messed up as a parent too because you're not prioritizing the yeah. dean. And if you really are worried about social influence as a Muslim parent, you shouldn't be worried about school. You should be worried about implementing uh, that dean into the child so that they know how to handle those social pressures through um, through that foundation that the parents have built for them. Now, you know let, what I mean? Let me ask you this. So say we came from, well, I mean me particularly, uh, my my mom and dad, they grew up in Pakistan. I grew up here, going to school here. So it's two different experiences. They can't really relate to me on like a lot of things, you know what I mean? So you can't really go to... Yeah. It's difficult for some uh, kids to like yeah. go to their parents because then my parents, my mom and dad, they're going to be like, oh, what are you talking about? My mom went to an all-girls school, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, we don't go to that. Yeah. You know, we went to a public high school. Yeah. So it's hard for... It's, it it kind of ties back into our last podcast too. Um, 
that generational gap. You know what I mean? We're in that kind of weird position. Yeah, you know exactly. Because I mean? we yeah. can't really relate. Now, honestly, there are some people. Um, there are some older people who we can relate to who yeah. did go to school here, but at the same time. What like remember how I said earlier like what they taught back in uh high school and colleges back then is completely different from what they teach now. You know now you they're normalizing other different things. You know like how you yeah, mentioned yeah. about the LGBTQ community that wasn't really a thing like back fifteen to uh, ten fifteen years ago, right? There was just a Muslim like YouTuber I was watching. He made a really good point. Like he was saying back in the day, rappers used to brag about selling drugs. Now they brag about taking drugs. You see the difference? Yeah, right yeah. No, you see. And that, that, that's the music. That's a whole different topic. Well, think too. about it this way. Yeah, you're right about that generational gap thing. But mm. how many years has it been since the Quran's been revealed? 1400, 1400 years since the Quran has been revealed. And it has not been corrupt. It has not been changed. Right. Like society has been corrupted and society has been changed. Been changed. So to answer that question, yes, we are a different generation. But what about yeah. that generation before them? Before what about them that? Too, what did we yeah. all have in common? We had the Quran, bro. Alhamdulillah, man. That's the beautiful thing about Islam. We had the Quran. We had a foundation. No matter what, how how the society is going to change. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say to you, if your foundation is good too, you know, even your schoolwork, you could turn into worship. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if you're, why you're at school for? To provide for your family and this and that. And while you're doing like schoolwork, you're getting good deeds. And even from just doing work, then you end up building up your iman, you know? So if Mm. your priorities are straight, everything is like good in it, you know? That's true. Yeah, it's good. And that's the beautiful thing for us, man, is that no matter what, how times are going to change, even for us, like, you know how you said there was that generational gap between us and our parents? What Mm -hmm. about that generational gap between us and our kids? I'd normally worry about that, but we don't have to worry about that because because the deen is built to... The deen will never change. Yeah, and Islam is built to, to survive in any in any society no matter what any environment we are so specific about what we believe in and it's it has not changed like these other scriptures have changed 1400 years bro it has not changed think about that and it's coherent too yeah it's not like this like lgbt hypocrisy and stuff we can get into that later on but like these other like ways have so much like hypocrisy and contradictions in them that you won't find in like islam yeah Mm. yeah i think that's but um we got the main before we end it way. though one question what what would your guys's recommended method of schooling for your kids be uh you okay when it comes to preference yeah what would you do honestly that's a really good question um personally i don't think uh, i've thought about this question a couple of times personally i don't mind uh homeschooling them all all throughout the years, you know what I mean? I don't see nothing wrong with that. Um, or, or like another good option would be to homeschool them up until they, right before high school. Mm-hmm. And then then if they want to go to, and then you give them the option, okay, you can go to high school now, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why their foundation is already solid from right then and there since the beginning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because nowadays, like, it's, it's not really necessary to go to, to school to get like a degree like you could do everything online you know what i mean you could do your whole master's online you could do your bachelor's online it's really not in person thing and like truthfully truth be told is like i prefer to be that way too i don't really want to go to campus and see people yeah like not not that there's anything wrong with it but like at the same time i'm not really there to see people make friends it's just more like i want to get in and get out hey i know we're ending this but i just have hypothetical question this isn't for like 
kids or nothing. This is for us. If you had the option, maybe all those years back to study mm-hmm. like one year overseas at your home country, would you take it or no? Or like, or not like the whole time, but just for like yeah. a brief period. Like, you not know, not like what you mean. spent like half of high school, I, th- I think. Man, I'm not sure. We had so much time in high school, man. I wish I could go back and do a bunch of things, but I'd say, yeah. I'd probably go back and take that opportunity because in high school, you don't realize how free you are, man, until yeah. you graduate and you're like, man, I had all yeah. this time. Was I really I on the Xbox this, this whole time? time. Yeah. So I would you? I would probably want to like maybe Bro. two years in pack, like studying there for a little bit and then come back. It's a beautiful experience, man, to learn something like that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back. Um, but I wouldn't mind going overseas to like various countries. No, it doesn't have to be your own home country per se, but like, you know. The opportunity to spend time in another Muslim country, that would be amazing. Yeah. But going back to the the, fir- the, the first, first point, question. I, I agree with, with uh, your strategy mm-hmm. um, about homeschooling the kid. Mine would be a bit similar. I'd probably homeschool my child. Uh, but then they do all got to have that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the social environment of high school is something I'm not worried about. And I'm not too fond about taking my kid there because they're not going to have any benefit from no, from it at all so they can socially they can socialize at the masjid they can work and they can homeschool homeschool is great for academic learning it, um then they can do islamic school for of course learning the islam the quran all of that stuff and mm-hmm. then so they could socialize at the masjid as well yeah, and course. they can also work and that will be the real world experience not that high school Stuff that people that, that people yeah. say is exposure. That's not exposure to anything, but yeah. like it's, just, it's basically overrated. Is it's so saying. yeah, it's really overrated, and I don't know why why people feel like if you take your kid to high school, if you don't take your kid to high school, they're gonna miss out on this amazing ex- socialization experience. experience like bro. you know, I think honestly, like oh, what they portray go prom. Oh, you're not gonna. Go what they portray game. high school in like the media and like the shows and stuff, they yeah. make it seem like it's a super glamorous uh, experience. No, it's really not yeah, like man. that. Like you ask anybody that went to high school, they'd be like, they like after like a few months, man. I got yeah. sick of it after the first day. <laughs> like that was my first yeah. day of freshman year. I was like, I don't want to be here. Man, by like year two or three, man, I was like, man, mm. I just want to get out. Yeah, you get drained mm. real quick, you know so, what I mean, with that cycle. So yeah, that method it's more of a balance. Um, I feel like balance it should strategy, be a ba- yeah, yeah, a balanced strategy without strategy. without exposing them to a toxic society, toxic environment, and yeah. really exposing them to a real world situation, which is a job. Yeah, I don't got much to add to that. Like, I agree what? with everything you said. Like, is job. Uh, what would your method be? Is that similar pretty much to that? Just like yours, pretty much. Just give him a job, too, like early on. Yeah. Uh, and give him, like, good hobbies, too. And, yeah, that, yeah. and just make him go to the masjid. Yeah. And, yeah, but, home, and then homeschool. I would say I would want, not for, like, social reasons. No, just for, for like, ha- them having fun. I would put them in, like, a really... So here's what the sheikh does, one of them. He has his kids go homeschooled, right? But mm-hmm. they're homeschooled in a group. I would want that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually yeah, that's, that's actually, very that's very true. Yeah. That's what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what they do nowadays too. Yeah. Like they'll have like a group of kids who are doing. You know, hire a teacher and then yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good. But they do it for everything too: math, science. All exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a really um, good. I don't want them studying alone. You know what I mean? They'll be. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but at the same time, at times you are gonna yeah. have to. Study but sometimes alone. that direct learning, bro, is very effective, and that's yeah. like goes back to my point about traditional methods of learning. One of them is direct teaching, face to face, one on one, and that's very effective for students. That's why I said academically, homeschool wouldn't be bad because it has that one on one. 
um kind of thing going on and then socially mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things that they could do but to make up for that aspect it's not that hard like the way these people try to make it seem like oh my kid's gonna come out as a freak if he doesn't go and uh, go into yeah. high school no. i mean there's nothing wrong with high school it's just no, there's nothing wrong to me the, no, the harm wrong with high school unless no, I mean, if you want your child to go to high school, Nothing that's fine. Oh, you know, yeah, it's you fine. Could. That's what I meant to say. But f- for for me personally, I think the the harm outweighs the benefit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Academically, you can learn elsewhere. Socially, it's useless. You do not want your kid exposed to an unnatural environment like mm-hmm. that. And it's not even about the social pressure. Even social pressure aside, it's just the fact that it's a waste of time if they're if you're exposing to them to something like that. And even, it could be a waste of money too. Yep. Yeah, I could. So and then they want to buy extent, like all these yeah. glamorous, like crazy brands and stuff, like the Jordans and all that. Yeah, well, you know, every kid is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> but I think that was a good way to wrap that up. Yeah, that was a good, a good topic. I mean, good way to wrap it off. A good topic to talk yep. about. Yeah, something that everybody could take away from. That was very broken down, which is what we needed to do because yeah. the f- the first topic was kind of everything based around what we're going to be talking about whereas now we're actually breaking it down down. it's more specific yeah more specific so see and it's crazy how even one little topic like that there's just so much to talk about yeah it's been 47 minutes bro everything's connected now yeah yeah. so all right well a good way to wrap it up inshallah uh, inshallah we'll be coming out with more episodes soon so stay tuned in thank you for uh joining in with us means a lot assalamu alaikum all right